Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe's here. Start the argument. <laughs> I'm going to give you a chance to get started without okay. giving you an argument. All right. I doubt that very much. On the Market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor I'm Company. I'm not going to argue about that. They're On wonderful this, people. We agree. Yeah, that's we right. do. You can definitely go to sunburymotors.com, and that's where Joe's uh, next to big. I'm going to buy you a Ford Expedition. I hear yeah, you say you're going to buy me one. Yes, it's All an right. Expedition. It's like a Ford F-150 with a, a vehicle built around it, or maybe an F-250 with a vehicle built around it. It's a well, large and I'll take whatever you get me. It's but got the trailer towing package already. Going to help you back up. It's got tons of accoutrements. It's a nice truck. And it's super big. And it sucks gas like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> That's your speed, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Okay. I like a big motor. All right. Do what I did. Build Joe a vehicle at sunburymotors.com. <laughs> Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to call us today, as I mentioned in a few moments ago, we've talked to quite a bit about the U.S.-Mexico border. Now Congressman Muser and Congressman Keller both went down there to see firsthand, so we've issued an invitation for them to give us a buzz if they so desire to. Hey, and uh, let's see, we've talked about policing lately, the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, the death of George Floyd, testimony yesterday, one police officer indicated that the, pol- the police restraint that was underway at that location was not abnormally um, abusive or anything, and that it seemed normal in his view. So we can talk about that. Policing in general has been a through line through a lot of our conversations, so we can talk about that. Oh, and we can't forget Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, who says there should be no more policing in the wake of the fatal shooting. No the more Bronte at all. Right? None at all. Okay. It wasn't an accident, she said. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Duante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. Mm. Can you believe that? Mm. You know, if you look up idiot in the dictionary, there's her picture. Did she just get reelected? Probably. Okay, I forget what to what. And I think she's right. If we're going to try this experiment... You know, no more policing, absolutely none. Let's start in her district and see how it goes. Well, the... All right, so yeah, policing. I, this, all of this comes during our preamble here as we invite folks to call us. If you have any great ideas that would help the policing in the U.S., uh, policing has never been studied in the U.S., so now is the time to do so. Never been studied. And no commissions. Right. No, never. No, no blue ribbon panels. Nobody's ever addressed inherent racism within policing, nor uh, really the uh, thin blue line that is, it's just so difficult. Have for you noticed people. the switch in television programs? 
For example, uh, I'm a big you, fan you of... You were uh, watching Jeopardy and you went to no, Wheel of Fortune? No, I'm talking about the scripted programs. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Blue Bloods. Oh, okay. And they took Danny, who is the son of the police commissioner, and a really aggressive detective who maybe would bend the rules from time to time and wasn't above tuning up somebody if he thought they needed it. This year he's become woke. He's in touch with uh, his okay. feelings. He's much more calm and civil to people and, and no more flying off the handle. In fact, not only has he reformed, he's become the voice of restraint. His partner, who is a woman of color, is now the more aggressive of the two, and he has to restrain her. And there are All other right. shows that are very similar. So they similar. got the message. Well, and... Um even take Chicago PD, which is the same thing. All of a sudden, uh, the lead character there, played by an actor named Jason Beggy, uh, who was literally a dirty cop, in effect, at, at the start of the show, he's now reformed as well. He's, no, he's, he's doing much better now. He's, <laughs> he's part of the solution. <laughs> so we don't want to portray mean, dirty cops uh, on uh, and they took, TV. They took uh, PD Live off the air, which was a very interesting show, because it highlighted, in real time, the actions of police mm -hmm. officers. And guess what you didn't see? You didn't see them killing people unnecessarily or leaning on their necks. You saw the overwhelming majority of police officers who are good, hard-working, decent people doing the job, dangerous job they were hired mm -hmm, to do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and doing it very well. And why was that show taken off the air? Because of you woke people who say, oh, we can't show good policing but when we know it's all bad and rotten and they're all going to kill you if they get the chance. Are you sure? That was the reason. That's a weird reason. Well, that's the reason why they took it off. Oh, well, in the wake of in the wake okay. of the George Floyd killing, which was tragic, no mm -hmm. argument there. All a lot of these shows went off the air. Okay, be largely because of pressure. But from because different woke groups. people said this is bad. Woke people decided that it was it was not good to hear police, hmm. the good side okay. of policing. That's a weird situation. But okay, if you say it's true, we have to believe Joe. He's he's a mayor and a police chief's boss, so we assume everything he testifies to on this program is well, fair. Well, I'm telling you what accurate. I've heard and what oh, I've, I, I read okay, reports so this about. could be hearsay. I personally okay. didn't pull the plug on the show. <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Well, I, you know, we uh, sometimes we hear calls for police training is no it no argument there is there it, should be good training right particularly if it relates to bias or inherent bias or policing or minorities or racism or things along that line but well, even if it relates to the use of firearms do, i have no problem with it do <laughs> we know if this training works we still have situation you know we have a lot of police that are very highly trained and have been through a lot of the training i don't know if they were in minneapolis or not but we'll assume they uh, the, all the officers had some training but yet we still have in events where it seems as though race is a big part of the tension that's involved well, there. Okay, and we have all of this angst about we need to reform the police. What about teaching people that they need to respect when a police officer says stop, they stop? So you're saying Dante Wright shouldn't have wiggled back into the car and Well, let me to ask you this off. question. If, if you... <laughs> If you were on a jury where you had to assess the level of culpability of each of the participants, mm -hmm, knowing mm -hmm. what you know about Duante's behavior, what would you assign him? What, what level of responsibility for his own death, what percentage would you assign him? Oh, 50%, I guess. I mean, okay. this idea of running from the police is... Uh, we're in agreement. You kind of roll the dice. On the other hand... Um, did uh, now obviously using your taser instead of your sidearm is was a 
catastrophic mistake, all right? So that we can stipulate that. And there that. have been other instances in America where that has happened. Oh, okay. And in, and in no instance but, have they brought charges against the officer. Okay, but let me ask, let me finish this sentence and then I'll let you comment. Is were there any other mistakes by the police that day? Was he uh, targeted, or, or not scratch that, not targeted, was he found by police appropriately? And of course, he had several reasons they could stop him and did so. Uh, was he found in an appropriate and objective fashion, or was he targeted because he was black? Question mark. And, and then once police behaved and, and you know, and reacted and, and stopped him and, and he was out of the car at one point, had they behaved appropriately? I mean, I love to second guess everything I see on a video, and I think to myself, well, why was he allowed to get back in the vehicle? You know, uh, uh, my lovely bride referred to him as a wiggly worm, and he just got right back in. But could that be a situation where police, if they had behaved differently according to their training, that he would not have been given that opportunity? Or, you know, I mean, I can second guess all day long, you know, well, there should have been a cruiser in front of the car. The so action that away. she took would not have been entirely inappropriate at all had With she actually taser. drawn the taser. Okay. And I think it's pretty clear that she intended to tase him. I mean, you don't yell, and the training is you yell taser, taser, taser before you deploy okay. it. You know, so she did that. She obviously, unless you think she is absolutely the worst person in the world who wanted to make it look like a mistake when she deliberately murdered a black man, mm -hmm. you know, you have to concede the fact that she made a terrible, tragic, but honest mistake, mm -hmm. you know, in the heat of the moment. You know, you're always saying, oh, it was on her, it should have been on her right side or left side because she's a right handed that. person. No, people, people are saying that. That, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you should know the difference between just the feel and the colors. They make tasers, and taser is a trademark. We want to make that clear. We, every what time is say it taser. really? A stun gun or a shocking gun? Or? Taser is a brand name, so oh, it, it is a stun gun, yes. A, a stun, stun gun. gun, okay. So, you know, she had, she obviously intended to deploy that. Mm -hmm. And in the heat of the moment, if you look at the body cam videos from that incident, you can see that it was hectic, you know, and I can see that in that, in that moment where somebody's fighting with you and you're trying to get the situation under control, you realize that you need to do something more than you're doing right now, and you think, I'm going to tase this guy because that's my training, mm -hmm. and you grab something and you think you've got the taser, but you don't. And immediately when she pulled the trigger, she, what was her first reaction? She said, oh, blank, I shot him. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she didn't intend to do it. Right, right. And then to fire the mayor and the, or to fire her and the police chief, well, now they resigned, but to fire the city manager because he suggested she should have due process. I mean, this has become, and I know you worry a great deal about race relations in this country, as do I, but this isn't helping things. When all you do is pin it on everybody else, you know, and you don't say, this guy was no saint. Which I'll be, you, you mean this uh, uh, theoretically in the nation pinning, pinning it on officers. I haven't pinned anything on any officers. Nor have I said she acted inappropriately. Obviously, she made the mistake. That much is plainly clear. But uh, if you go back all the way to my original question, uh, all the police that were using the taser and that were reacting to the fact that they found a fugitive that day driving uh, did all their training pay off. They've all had training in, in you know racial bias and to make sure that they act appropriately. Did well, do they you think they would have shot? Their training? Do you think they would have the same thing would have happened had it been a white man? Are you saying you think it would have been a different outcome? No, no, I'm not saying anything. Absolutely not making any conclusive uh, observation. These guys had been trained. She and they had been trained properly and knew all about race relations and proper police actions. I'm just asking as an aside, and it may not apply here at all. 
was there anything else that they did that might not have been right? Well, pe- people still have accidents, you know, one mm-hmm. way or another. I mean, we've had incidents where police officers have caused ac- traffic accidents. Right, while pursuing right. or, 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 or just, I mean, driving. just driving. You know, yeah. so, I mean, you can't say right. that police officers don't ever make mistakes. Obviously, they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the far worse incident was the uh, officer Guterres, Joe Guterres, who was fired in Windsor, Virginia, for uh, just really racially assaulting, I think, a lieutenant in the United States Army. I mean, there was no justification for that. His training be damned. He didn't do the right thing. He behaved in a terrible manner. And then they kind of said, well, the police chief says, if you'll if you'll forget about this, we'll just let everything go. If you'll chill about Did it. Did they ask him to sign something? No, they asked him to chill and not okay. do anything. And he su- filed a suit against them as well he should. All right. <clears throat> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Eric's the last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I'm joining the conversation late. So the rationale for the original why this gentleman was pulled over was what? The rationale was that he had an expired license plate and was hanging um, air fresheners fresheners. from the rearview mirror. And when they ran his license plate and his information, they found out that he had a warrant for his arrest for uh, allegedly uh, almost, well, felonious assault and for um, illegal restraint where he uh, attempted to choke a woman and try to steal $850 from her. Okay, I heard reports also that he had uh, been uh, also charged with illegally having some sort of weapon. Was that right? He did. Did you that? Or? Yes, he Previous. he he didn't have a he had he wasn't keeping in contact with his parole officer, and he was in possession of a firearm illegally. But not that okay. day. Not that so day. So at the right. time, the, the police officers were were furthering the interaction, attempting to take him into custody. They were aware of the fact that he. Uh, had been charged or was had a warrant out on a gun crime, correct? Yes, Related they would. They would have known there was an so, outstanding so that, warrant on him, and that's why they why they did what they did. So the officer could have had a an assumption in her mind that when he was resisting arrest, attempting him back in his vehicle, he was going for a weapon, as he had been charged with a weapons charge. Right. Correct? He has a history of okay. Um, yeah, and, weapons and this use. is this is a tragedy, and things happen, but. The message to anyone, anyone at all, is don't resist arrest. When you are under the assessment of a, of a police officer, you, you respect the position, you respect what they have, whether you're black, white, or, you know, whatever. You know, when you know, a police officer is there, you follow the commands of a police officer. And then, as lieutenant did, and again, that was, that was grievous, that was a, a small southern town, throw in what you want about black-white relations in a small southern town, but there you have it. Um, he, he, what he did was correct, unfortunately, and he has taken the proper steps. But anyone who is, I mean, I, I've been profiled myself. I got pulled over coming south of Sealand Grove on the bypass. I was driving the speed limit. I was perhaps driving too slow because I wasn't driving too fast. I was, I was driving a, a smaller sports car, which is often driven by Susquehanna students, and I had a Susquehanna sticker on my license plate, and the night there was a big party going on Susquehanna. It was an alumni event and so forth. Is and it I car red? The officer pulled me over under a suspicion of DUI, thinking 
that, hey, this guy's not driving the normal 60, 65 miles per hour, <laughs> and he's also coming from Susquehanna, and he pulled me over, and I you know, rolled down the window, and um, he looked at me very strangely, you know, took a deep breath, and said, um, Have a nice you know day. you were bouncing between the fog lines. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> I was bouncing between the fog lines, and that's why he pulled me over. Okay. Not I was reckless driving or anything, but he thought I was driving too slow and was, was <laughs> and he thought he had DUI on his hand. And um, is that you know, prof- is I, that I, profiling or is that just good police work where it, you you know what an impaired driver does typically? They you were doing what lines. an impaired driver was doing, and so he pulled you over. Uh, I didn't think I was bouncing between the fog lines, though. He said I was. I, I didn't think I was. Well, I was, he would have a camera that would show it eventually. I, I, I think he, because I was driving slower, that, that you know, I was actually following a truck. I pulled on the bypass behind a, a truck, and he was going slow instead of passing him, as you know, someone might. All right. I was just but going did he order, did he order you out of the car? Did he do anything physically no, abusive once, once to he, you? Once he, once he, once he uh, took a deep breath, you know, took a deep sniff, and realized that, you know, there wasn't any smell of alcohol or anything, he just said, you know, have a good evening. I don't think, I'm not even sure. He, he didn't even run my license or, or, uh, or the license registration or anything. He just kind of let me go. So I was like, okay. But, you know, the, 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 my message is, if you are under the direction of a police officer, you know, follow the directions and don't do anything to, you know, make it happen. And in this case, it's a tragedy. The gentleman should not have been shot, obviously. But, again, there were circumstances, terrible circumstances, which came to play. And uh, uh, it's unfortunate. Well, All right, thank you. And, to and, some and, extent, uh, you contribute I, to your own your own problems by, and I think you're right. You make it. It never gets better if you run from the police. Just never gets better. But, All right, thank you, Eric. But the thing that is, uh, thing that is that we do have a history, though, of of, uh, of African Americans, other minorities, being pulled over for reasons that maybe somebody else wants, like the possible ones them driving a, a expensive car. You know, and they see it's a black person, they pull them over because they just assume it's stolen. And that, that's not right. We have to get past that in our country. Driving while black. You're absolutely right. Couldn't agree offense. with you more. Thank you Thank so much, you, Eric. Eric. Thanks for calling Thank in. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate Take it. Care. Talking about uh, policing, uh, Rashib Talib mentioned the idea of Didn't not, mention it. She not put it out there. Defunding. What's her word? Just eliminate. Abolishing abolish policing. policing. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Should we abolish police? Yes, in her district, we should. And let's see how it works. Serious inquiries only. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way. And then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 
Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe, there's at time. Says, good morning, guys. Since you started off with the police, I would like to know the answer to this question. When we defend the police... No. When we defund the police, I'm sorry, and there are no police, who do I call when someone is breaking into our home? And please don't answer with, oh, that's never going to happen. Please answer this as a serious question. Well, obviously, if you're if you're there's no police to respond, um, I would say call a crack addict. They'll come help you. <laughs> I think you have just done precisely what she asked us not to do. Take the question seriously. Right. Well, how, how do you answer that question seriously? Well, there is no one to okay. call. Here's what you do seriously. And... Uh, as soon as I blurt out two sentences, I'm going to exhaust everything I know about this. We put a lot of money into policing, but we still have racist incidents. We do a ton of training, and we still have racist incidents. We do all kinds of things to make sure that our police are policing fairly, but we still have incidents. Is there something else we can doing, something additionally? Are we training the right way? Are we doing what we need to to de-escalate? Are we... Uh, you know the answer? Police robots. Because otherwise you're dealing with human beings, and human beings are fallible. Human beings make mistakes. Human beings have prejudices and biases, mm -hmm. and sometimes they act on them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. they do the wrong thing. And so until we get to the point that we create a series of robots who have no prejudices, they don't care what color you are, they do the policing force, we're stuck with inferior human beings okay. doing a tough, difficult job under demanding circumstances. Great, serious answer. Thank you. And that's the right answer. But how about this? Are we doing what we can to weed out bias? Well, until it displays itself, how do we know it's there? Um, so In other the words, if I say so to the you, answer is not I yet. believe you're biased, okay. Mark. Well, I'm not biased. How do what 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 am I What's doing that evidence? makes you think I'm biased? Right. All right. So the answer to that question is not yet. Yeah. Thank you for the email. I think we can actually go much farther on this. You know, it, we are doing some training. Could we do different training? And uh, here we are talking about it. it. You know, this is like the shooting at the schools. After it happens, we go through the cycle. We need gun control, and then we do nothing. Uh, so after a police killing, we talk about it. And we do nothing, does the media have a different role? Should we portray this differently? Should we portray crime differently every day when we're portraying Well, there are differences in how the media, on MSNBC this morning, they said that this guy, uh, Duarte, uh, his first name, they said he uh, he had a, an unlicensed gun. They didn't mention the fact that he was being had been arrested for uh, felonious assault right. and a strangling felon. a woman. They, they just chose to focus on that little charge. He's, in a, he's a convicted felon. Uh, well, I don't think. Uh, well, yeah, he was convicted in the past. Well, but he I was think on not probation. He was. Right. Oh, I got you. Okay, so he was certainly an accused felon and had been in trouble in the past. Than, thank you so much for calling in. We need solutions, so we are turning to you. I well, the, the problem is that people don't hear the solutions because, and I think it was a stupid statement when somebody said defund the police. That in nobody's mind talking about it means. Oh, there are no police, so they're just running around wild. What it means is let's reform the police, not re uh, defund them. Reforming <laughs> them means they have help from people who understand and uh, figure out mental health issues and fleeing issues and so forth. The police are equipped and trained very well. Except apparently that one woman who shot the guy with a gun instead of a laser. I just was reading in the Daily Item that local police chiefs have no idea how could she could have made that mistake. 
and that's that puts a question in my mind. And by the way, Joe, I have, I think it's very good of you to call both uh, black people, uh, white women, uh, white men, idiots, because you're an equal opportunity name caller. <laughs> you called you called a person an idiot this morning because they would like to change the police. Oh, no, she, no, no, police. you're not getting away with that. She isn't changing the police. She's eliminating the police, Stan. That's okay, what she okay. said. That, that is idiotic. That, that is idiotic. I don't care what color she is. That's idiotic. Uh, uh, by the way, Mark, I was right. There's no sense of talking to people because they don't hear it. <laughs> and Joe does not hear it. He doesn't know it. But I do wonder <laughs> how many white young people have been on the ground sprawled beside a police car recently or shot when they did something wrong like trying to run away after uh, a bad bill or a felony charge uh, there are ways of handling those that are non-lethal and i think we have to do away with the lethal uh, ability of the police to hurt people there must be a way to do this correctly they're not idiots trying to figure it out joe they're human beings trying to save no lives. one called the police idiots the only person i called an idiot was talisha rahit to leave you call somebody an idiot every day no, every day i don't call anybody an idiot every day then and although i am tempted sometimes and i'm sure people call me an idiot as well but listen well, talisha you you can say you can put all the you can put all the lipstick on this pig you want to put on it and i'm talking about the issue not the person when you call for eliminating policing and getting rid of the cops and saying no more militarization, no more this, no more that. You are, you're, you're just defying logic and reality. Let's face it, police have kept us safe over the years, every single day of our lives. I, I can count the times when th some tragic situation occurred and the police moved in and kept it from getting worse. That's their job, and God bless them for doing it, tough, tough as it is and unthankless as it often is. Call back, Than, and we'll actually let you speak, okay? Thank oh, no, no, no. There's no sense, Mark. No sense. <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in anyway. All right, 1-800-795-9565 for anybody brave enough to go up against Joe's interruptions. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We're going to talk about Congresswoman Rashid Tlaib. <laughs> Joe says that she wants to abolish the police. That's the least offensive of her remarks. We'll read some more of them coming up. So. Oh, I think Than will be upset if you try to defend, <laughs> tell her. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say these 
her remarks are like truly indefensible, but she's got some pretty interesting ideas. So we'll talk about that. But we are talking about policing in general, race and policing, and uh, we would like you to weigh in these topics. We have two unread emails, so we can discuss that. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Should we defund the police? What does that mean? Is there anything we should be doing by way of police training that we're not doing. Minneapolis police were well trained, but still ended up with uh, what was a, what could have been a racially uh, motivated uh, misdeed by police. So, you know, is our training working, uh, or are we doing what we need to? Can uh, Joe mentioned ahead of time? Maybe police officers bring a bias to the department. Can we screen that out? What should we do? I guess is what we're looking for is solutions and opinions related to race and policing. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. We invite you to do what I have done, and that's to drive around in a brand-new Ford F-150. This particular one was just a super truck I got to drive around in. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, $44,000 truck, uh, antimatter blue was the color. and It's got this magical stuff that I really need. One, you just can't hit anything anymore. It gives you a 360-degree camera package, which I call it a little drone that follows above you and lets you know everything that's around you. All these cameras make it sure that you can see all the way around you all the time and in front of you, so you you really shouldn't run into anything. I mean, in a a non-highway fashion, I suppose it would be feasible somehow to overdrive or something, but uh, in a parking lot or backing up your trailer or working in an alley or loading it up, uh, you shouldn't hit anything anymore. It's they got it's just in too just makes it too easy it's got hill hold it also has what's called all hold that anytime you're stopped uh, it won't drift forward even on flat ground or it won't go uphill if you wanted it to uh, I mean if you wanted it to drift uphill so you can of course disable How do you drift that. uphill just out of curiosity uh, the engine's I'm idling and so you can move uphill okay so uh, it's in gear and all right and of course it's got the eco mode to run the motor and a start stop mode has an eco coach that's my favorite person was in the vehicle. This is an additional coach other than the one I usually drive with. And this particular one would tell you to ease up on the gas or don't go above 75 miles an hour, things like that. So it's just a super truck. High tech. Uh, you got to wait a couple of months to get it in, but this is the latest one that I've ordered and I can't wait till it comes in so that I can let them sell it to someone else. $44,000, <laughs> this particular F-150. Oh, did I mention it came from the Sunbury Motor Company? I'm not even sure I mentioned that. Sunburymotors.com, the place to start. That's where my search began. I picked uh, out the color and the bed length that I wanted, and then uh, young Kyle put everything else around that vehicle to make it perfect for me. So please do as I've done. Shop at Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. In the news uh, today, a lot of local police helped state police capture an armed robber who held up a restaurant near Lewisburg Tuesday afternoon. CSR 911 says the Union County Sheriff's Department, Milton, Buffalo Valley, Mifflinburg, and Watsontown PD all helped state police respond to, investigate, pursue, and arrest the suspect. Troopers say they arrested 40-year-old Kenneth Goff of Williamsport. He's charged with robbery, $200,000 bail. He was stopped on Interstate 180. Um, Cedacog says a second round of COVID relief funding is available for eligible Snyder and Northumberland County hospitality businesses. Hundreds of thousands of dollars is available in the form of grants, not loans, to these businesses to help them cope with losses from the pandemic. Sunbury Riverfront Park will be featuring some home 
hometown hero flags soon. Victoria Rosencrantz says the Flags for Heroes initiative is just one of the many small steps happening in Sunbury to improve revitalization efforts. We have such a wonderful city and we have so many things, the river, the amphitheater, you know, it's walkable, you know, we, we need to get our downtown thriving again. And she's talking about the Flags for Heroes initiative in particular. Sunbury Rotary Club is doing that. More information at sunburyrotary.org. You can uh, lease a flag for 50 ducks, you, uh, bucks. You get the medallion. <laughs> That's better than 50 ducks. Of, right. You, if you have 50 <laughs> ducks, we well, can go to the marina. I'm sure they have 50 ducks over there. So, yes, thank you. <laughs> after you after you buy the flag for 50 ducks, they still send you the bill. Right. Who's going to clean up after the 50 ducks? <laughs> You didn't get it? I said that. I know. They're going to send you the, the bill. bill. I, I didn't even want right. to touch that with a 10-foot right. pole. We're quacking up here. That's, that's oh, more, more, more foul humor. I'm, I'm leaving. This. I'm leaving. You're leaving. I'm leaving. Than call back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, in the news, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller and U.S. Congressman Dan Muser uh, went to, to the U.S.-Mexico border this week. I think we said they went there last week, but they went this week. They're now sharing details of their trip. Congressman Keller says he visited the patrol station, border patrol station, station in El Paso, where he says recidivism is at a staggering 44 percent, and uh, Congressman Muser was on a boat patrolling the Rio Grande and said uh, that this is simply and unequivocally unsustainable. Both said the Biden administration has greatly exacerbated existing issues there, and uh, the police or the border patrols are stretched dangerously thin. Uh, you can read more about their remarks at WKOK. Com. Too bad we can't have Representative Keller on the air to talk to us about that. <laughs> We're dead to him. But Congressman Muser, we did put in an invite, so we'll be hearing about that invite soon. So we'll see if we can get him to weigh in on his observations there. Yeah, we're looking for solutions there, too. President Biden uh, imposed some solutions that didn't really help matters much. So may, well, certainly did if you're a child trying to get into the U.S. But other than that, I can't think of any uh, particular um, it helped that he's applied to the border, but unless you're a child. Uh, Congresswoman uh, Rashid Tlaib said, and let me see if I can find this, sorry. I had it called up on my phone. This is a terrible way to read things on the air. A day after the shooting, Tlaib took to Twitter and claimed that the officer meant to kill uh, the young man. Quote, it wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I'm done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed, unquote. It's quite a tweet to send out. I think they, the Democrats should eject her from Congress. Oh, 20,000 people have liked the tweet. How many have disliked it? <laughs> uh, it's been retweeted 4,000 times. Uh, there isn't an unlike on tweets. You just Too ignore bad. it. I see. So I doubt that it's being ignored by many people. I mean, that that is just so... That is idiotic. I'm sorry to say that a cop... Who has a well? How did you? How long was her record? She was like 16 or 17 years there. Um, 
a woman police oh, officer. 26, 26 years. 26 years. I mean, yeah. she lot young-looking woman for her age, uh, the photos I've seen of her. Well, and then Talib striking, surprisingly makes a good point. She says, we have seen countless millions of dollars pumped into our police training and half measures, only to see the recent killing of Dante Wright mere miles from the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, and it's been justified, now back to Dante, justified as a mistaken use of a gun instead of a taser. She says if you can't distinguish between a gun and a taser, you shouldn't be carrying either. <laughs> okay. So All right. no room in her world for an honest mistake. I mean, I, I hope someday she's in a situation where she makes an honest mistake that has as far-reaching a consequence as well, the one made by it. the police officer in, uh, in what was it, uh, Brooks Corners or what's the name of the town? Uh, Brooklyn Corners. Brooklyn Corners. Brooklyn so. Center. I'm Brooklyn sorry. Center. Okay. You know, th this officer had no, that I've heard of, had no history of complaints against her for abuse of force. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a woman. You would think a woman would be more sensitive to the situation. At least we hear that all the time, that they are. So wh what did she do? She made a terrible mistake. How could she do it? I don't know. You know, if you look at any mistake afterwards, you can always say, well, how could that have happened? <laughs> only only a fool would make well, a mistake like that. Or if I had only done this. Or if right. I, I wouldn't be in that situation if he hadn't done that. You second-guess yourself all the time. I'm sure that her, and I don't subscribe to the fact that she deliberately set out to murder this guy. Certainly, after 26 years as a police officer, she could have found other people to murder along the way if that was her goal. And to mm -hmm. leaves it. Talib is an idiot for saying something like that. I'm sorry, she is. I mean, she can't, see, you know, Than can say to me all, the, all he wants to, you don't understand. I understand when somebody says something idiotic, and that's idiotic. Well, There's no proof to that she's trying to At the same point, even her. though she may be uh, using extreme uh, ideas to get a point across, um, we've been talking about police versus minority issues in the U.S. for a long time. I sent you that National right. Geographic uh, clipping. You did. I haven't had a chance to go over it all in well, its entirety. It's exceedingly long. Yes, it is. is. Why I haven't read it either. <laughs> I think I've made that clear. I think I sent you a note saying this could be a good article. But in any event, it, it really talks about a century of uh, police, white police versus black issues. And, you know, you read about this stuff, and honestly, you're reading about the stuff that happened in 1919. If you cross out... Detroit and right in Brooklyn Center and cross out the name of the individual that was at the center of some police brutality then and right in Dante Wright. We're doing the same thing the same way we have for a century with no visible results. So that's why I asked, just as an aside in the first half hour of the show, is our training working? And then you mentioned, are we weeding out bias? You know, so I think these... Now, take what Rashid Talib said parlay that into, well, are we screening out racial bias? Are Can we, uh, is our training working? I asked that question. And then I asked another aside, what's the media's role in this? You know, does it help us if we publicize the heck out of a police shooting of a black man? Or But every, every case is different. You know, George Floyd was an egregious abuse, in my opinion. That officer had no reason on earth, to, in my opinion, to have his foot on the neck of that guy for nine minutes right. after the guy was saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. At some well, point, no, it was okay. at we some heard point, this yesterday. at some point, a human being with compassion is going to take his foot off the guy's neck and say, okay, will you behave now? I'll let you up. 
you know, or do something like that. The uh, the case of the black lieutenant who uh, went to a lighted area, pulled over at a lighted area. I don't blame him. I would too if this I is were a soldier. Soldier, right? That second lieutenant in the United States Army, and this guy points a gun at him. You know, he tells him to get out of the car, and the man asks a legitimate question: Why did you pull me over? Mm-hmm. And the cops don't want to answer that. They when they want to point a gun at him and pepper spray him. That's terrible. That, that's not right. That's not okay. what we our police should be doing. But is that a, a fault of police training, or is that an, a bad human being who, you know, let his bias or let his racism or whatever you want to call it come out when it shouldn't have? 1-800-795-9565. Joe and I have just enough questions to carry us for another two minutes. We need you. 1-800-795-9565. I mentioned the media. Of course, we, we portray, the, we, we certainly broadcast these things nationwide when they happen. Maybe that's 100% appropriate. What is the media's role? I think we should be asking that question. Um, what do you see as their role? Well, if I'm just wondering, though, if you have, okay, so, in like in we'll take Williamsport like we'll, uh, I'm going to make up a, a newspaper that doesn't exist in Williamsport called the Williamsport Times. All right, in Williamsport, most of the crimes that are committed committed there are drug related, and most of the drug related crimes, um, sad to say, are committed by African Americans. And so there is a disproportional arrest record, but there's a disproportionate population of individuals who are black up there. So the arrests may be proportionate to the number of minorities in the city as a whole, it just seems like it's a disproportionate number of blacks that are getting arrested. Well, every single day you pick up a copy of the Williamsport Times, and the Sun Gazette doesn't do this, all right? I want to be clear about that. They have a picture of a black man who got arrested for drug. Is, in that case, is that particular imaginary media doing its job, portraying the fact that here's another one got arrested, but here's they, another person got arrested? do they show a photograph of him, or do they identify him? In other words, if I say Bob well, a Smith... photo in this case, okay, because well, I, I'm trying to set up a... How am I getting this photo of him? Am I, am I there when, he, when he's arrested? A mugshot, okay. Mugshot, yeah, from uh, the if they typically wrote a story that said Bob Smith was arrested for drugs, you wouldn't know whether Bob Smith was white, black, or whatever. You know, you just would not know unless they ran a picture or actually described him. And I always have said, and and I believe this, the facts that you need in a story are the relevant facts. You know, to me, a two-car crash on South Main Street that injured three people is the story, not that somebody was driving a red Honda or a blue Ford. Right. You know, did the vehicle unless the vehicle had something to do with the crash? Okay. You know, there is no reason to identify the make of the car. So that to me is extraneous information. A person's color when they commit a crime, unless the crime was related to his color, is irrelevant, and I don't think it should be published. Okay. All right. So what is the media's role? We invite our audience to help us answer these questions. We have three short emails. We are going to read those on the radio. They were sent a half an hour ago, one of them. So we'll read it on the radio. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Are there any solutions or are we mired in this problem or am I overstating it? Or is uh, are we going to have to switch to talking about Joe Biden here? <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our... T- you ready to go? With that too. Well, we got Donald Trump. We can always drag him out. <laughs> and abortion and gun control. All right. 1 800 795 9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys 
force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subray Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. We've solved one of the world's big crises. You're right, Mike. We'll talk about that shortly. Uh, we'll take more callers. That would get us both in trouble. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we are really closely examining what put us here related to policing issues and race and maybe solutions. Is our training effective? Uh, I'm pointing, holding up the mirror and say, you know, the media is part of the problem here. What would be a solution there? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Robert, first thing you got to do, first time caller, turn off the radio and you're on the mark. Hi, uh, I just have a question about these police shootings. Um, with regards to George Floyd and Devon Wright, um, what happens if George Floyd stops kicking and fighting with the officers and stays in the vehicle? What happens with Devon Wright if he allows them to put the handcuffs on him and put him in the vehicle? Um, I, I think the most that would have happened to them is they would have gone to jail, uh, but they would have eventually been released and gone home to their families. Uh, I think that one of the big issues that we have is that, uh, and I think it starts with parenting in the home, is uh -oh. these men need to be taught not to resist. That's the point I wanted to make. That, that's a good point because you, you bear some responsibility for your own actions, you know, and Unless you think you're going to get away, and I can't imagine that they that actually would they would think that. I mean, to me, that's a mistake too. If the police officer made a mistake in drawing her gun instead of her taser, he made a mistake in deciding that he was going to get back in his car and try and leave. I mean, he should realize exactly. they know who he is, they know where he's from. You know, he's going to get caught. <laughs> right, and that's that's a great question to ask related to these issues because both of them are it's 100 percent clear that a cooperative suspect uh, survives so that that's that's always clear but do we have a race versus police issue in the nation um i think it, it goes it, it, you have to look at the proportion of uh races that are committing the crimes the race the uh, the percentage of, of the people who are resisting, the percentage of the people who are fighting with officers, I think it's, it, it's sadly, most of the time, it's African Americans who are resisting and trying to get away. Okay. Okay. That's my well, opinion. Right, right. And, but I don't have stats. I don't. I don't have numbers to, to back that up. But, right. I got you. No, uh, that makes you guys perfect were talking sense. Talking about earlier with the media having a part in this. 
um, you know, those are the stories that we hear about. Those are the stories that are broadcast all over the airwaves is these African-Americans who are, are constantly fighting with the police. Right, and I, I see that, and those are the incidents that pop up. But I'm asking, is there a trend? Uh, you know, have, have, have we done the right amount of training? Those are the unanswered questions. And we know we have a race versus police issue bubbling up in the background in a hundred different ways, whether it's stops that end satisfactorily for all sides, or at least for uh, you know law enforcement purposes end okay. But uh, we, we do know that we have a racial issue in the U.S., or I do but, anyway. But here's the thing. That we have to address. Thank you, Robert. Thank you so much for uh, calling uh, in. We're really to, appreciate This is to Robert's point. Oh, okay. If you, if you are attacked and, you, and someone, you know, is, is assaulting you and you get the upper hand and you start winning that fight, you're okay as, until they stop resisting. At that point, you can't keep beating them up because you're going to go to jail because now you're the Correct. aggressor. And I think that same standard should apply to police. You know, once you get the person under control, and I think that's their training, that they're trained to do just enough to get somebody under control and then stop. If they go beyond that, I think that's a personal issue, not a police training issue. Okay. I agree. I agree completely with that. All and right. I, I do agree that Derek Chauvin... Uh, that officer did not have to have his knee on George Floyd's neck for as long as he did. Um, I think, uh, uh, like Joe said, I think it's a, uh, that's a personal issue with Derek Chauvin and something going on in his heart. But for this lady officer that accidentally uh, fired her, her service weapon instead of her taser, um, Again, if that kid doesn't fight, that kid's going to jail and then probably going home to his family after a few months. Right, but that uh, the neighborhood protesters would tell you that it was systematic racism that led to that confrontation. Now, obviously, he escalated it by running from the police or, you know, getting prepared to run from the police, and he escalated that. But they would tell you that uh, this that was just an incident and an environment. Well, of, here's a thought. If he hadn't tr racism. tried to strangle a woman and hadn't been arrested in the first place for carrying an illegal gun, he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't been in the system. Okay. All right, we got Mr. Robert, thank yeah. you so much for calling. Thanks, very, Robert. very Call glad again. to hear from you. Keep listening and keep calling. Hey. So we're, we're glad for that. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe, we can go through these says, fast. Says, I think our police do an excellent job. That's from one of our writers. Tom says, I think the police officer got excited, panicked, and shot the victim. I do not believe that she got her gun mixed up with a taser. That is ridiculous. On the other hand, the victim should have respected the police. And Tom's right. A rare moment of common sense, you say? No, I agree with Tom for a chance. <laughs> for Tom. All right. In your view. Uh, isn't that how Skynet started in the movie The oh, Terminator? You said about oh, about robots. Robots, yeah. But that is true. Skynet was artificial intelligence that was uh, policing the world. I am a cyborg. I am here to help you. What uh, is your problem, citizen? All right. 1 800 795 I'd rather have a human being with all their imperfections, to be honest with you. Lance, you're on the mark. <laughs> Well, I think who needs the training is the citizens. Really How so? Do. How so? What training do we need? There's a well, solution. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that should be trained that when a policeman does pull you over, put your hands up on the steering wheel, turn on the courtesy lights, and uh, say, officer, what's the problem? That should be protocol. Yeah, you can find on some... The other, well, no, really, if on the other hand, they rip you right out of the car and beat you up, well, the next thing you're going to do is move into the mayor's house. 
<laughs> right. I mean, really. Well, I think oh, you yeah. can find incidental training about how to behave. Uh, you know, I, I, like I've seen it. I think I saw it on a um, video that relates to individuals who carry guns, uh, what they should do when they get pulled over. Uh, you know, to, to when you hand over your license and insurance, your carry permit should be there, too. And when the officer says, are you carrying or packing, or, you know, you should answer that question honestly. So that's that. I've seen that. But other than that, I've never seen training about what to do when you're stopped by a police officer. Well, I think that's there's right. a, a people who have carry permits pretty much know what they have to do. I mean, that's pretty much, even the NRA will give you guidance on that. And I've heard many people say, their officers say that uh, when I stopped the person, they said, officer, I have a permit to carry a gun and I have a gun in my uh, glove box. You know, that makes common sense. The officer, you've told the officer right up front that you are permitted to have a firearm and that you have one. And so you've given them the information they need to deal with you. You know, but when you have an officer have to run your background check, you know, and say, uh, well, now you're guilty of a crime, so now I've got to come back at you a little differently. If you honestly said to them, officer, I've had a criminal background, you know, I'm not going to run from you. I'm going to cooperate in every way I can. And then the officer still abuses you or mistreats you. Then you've got, I think, a, a real case. Lance? Well, what we have here is not a police versus race. We have a police versus criminal. And I say it for this reason. And most of the um, overall index, crime indexes I've looked at, pretty well run this way, same as the murder rate. And that is blacks have a murder rate of about 16 per 100,000 population. Hispanics have a murder rate of a little better than six. And white folks have one a little better than two. So when you're looking at any given group, you're assuming that there's a whole lot more criminality going on there, don't you? Well, and I think you have a lot of systematic issues that relate to poverty and race and substance abuse that that may be factored in there. You know, it isn't... All, all citizens are not created equal in the U.S. They don't grow up the same. They don't live in the same neighborhoods. They don't enjoy the same policing. They don't have the same opportunities. So if drugs are part of the problem, why are we talking about legalizing drugs? Well, because over heavy-handed enforcement of minor drug infractions is a part of the, the uh, heavy-handed policing that we do have in the U.S. We know that to be true. Who created the laws that make it illegal to have drugs? Wasn't the police? It was. It was our legislators. It was Republicans in Congress. It was Democrats today. and Republicans. Today's in Republicans created. But those seriously, laws. I mean, the laws were created by somebody, by our legislators, and the police were told, "Listen, we need somebody out here to enforce these laws, and we're going to hire a group of people. We're going to call policemen. We're going to tell them what the laws are, and we're going to tell them to enforce them. Lance, and then we're going to beat them over the head if we don't like the way they do it. Lance, we're going to give you the last word. Well, you know. They always talk about to defund the police. Well, they said that out there in Seattle, they did an audit, and they looked and they said, well, you have more SWAT teams now than you did five years ago. He says, yeah, we do. Stands for social workers and therapists. Gotcha. Yeah, wise choices. Excellent. Excellent point. Good for them. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Hold on, Jim. You're next. 1-800-795-9565. 
1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number up in the upper right-hand corner, Joe. Right. Uh, one of our writers says, your driver's license is linked to your status as a concealed carrier. Yes, you should offer that info to police if pulled over as well. Jim, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Mark and Joe. Uh, uh, Joe, this pertains more to you since you're the mayor of Shemokin Dam. I was watching Hannity last night, and he had a non-lethal gun that fires a tear gas pellet or like a super ball that can knock you down, and he claims it's better than a taser, and uh, it can fire up to like 40 or 50 feet, and uh, it's called a burn gun. Right. I've heard that story. I heard that this morning on, on the news. And... I, uh, since you're the mayor of Shemokin Dam, maybe you should look into them and the price of them for your own police. Well, apparently, apparently there are differences by state over what the chemical compound of these balls may be. So I would think that the first thing I would want to know, or what anybody who was considering that would want to know, is what the rule is in Pennsylvania, and I'm not aware of that rule. I'm going to look into one for a home gun instead of a not instead of, instead of a lethal gun it seems, also it seems like a reasonable solution if it works as advertised it does seem like a reasonable solution if you ever find out uh, maybe you could talk about it and then I call in and see what your information you get because he, I don't have internet service but here here's the difference though Jim if uh, if you're in a situation where you're shooting at somebody uh, it's possible that the gun you have or the bullet you're firing may go through what they're standing behind. And I don't think right. that would happen with uh, one of these ball guns. I think it would just plop wherever it hit. Plop. And there's always that plop sound you hear at a crime scene. Right. <laughs> so I guess I'll let you gentlemen go and get right. on to your next uh, person. And I uh, hope I hear from you, t- or I hope I hear you talking about this gun later in one of your shows. Yeah, we'll have to find out about it. I certainly think, you know, if it is as advertised, it could be one of the, it could be part of the solution. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for Thanks, calling Jim. in. Yes, sir. 1-800-795-9565. We would love to hear from you on this uh, topic. We're talking about policing. We've identified three solutions now. One is a less deadly weapon that police would carry, although that is one of the purposes of a taser, right? So this burn weapon would be something that would be different than a taser. Well, actually, I think it, in, in theory it sounds better because the taser comes with wires and mm-hmm. the and the diodes have to connect with your body. Okay. If you're wearing a heavy coat in the winter time, it's possible only one will connect. Mm-hmm. You won't get the full charge. It's possible none will connect. Mm-hmm. But apparently this ball if it hits you and it releases this gas or this irritant, it it knocks you down. You're incapacitated yeah. for a short time. Okay. So that's yeah, that's that could very much be part of the solution. I have asked and I have no solutions to this, but I have asked is examining what the media portrays and publicizes and talks about, is that a role? This mythical Williamsport Times newspaper is doing a terrible job. So, um, you know, is that an issue? Um, And 
What did you say more? Oh, oh, Lance said more citizen training is needed. Well, that, that can't hurt anything. So, yeah, that's a good idea. One of our emailers says, in 2015, the Washington Post began to log every fatal shooting by an on-duty police officer in the United States. In that time, there have been more than 5,000 such shootings, recorded by the Post. It's true, blacks were shot by police at almost twice the rate as whites, but the circumstances in each case involved the number of crimes committed, number of times the criminal drew a weapon, and resisted, often violently. However, among the number of unarmed blacks versus whites shot and killed by police in 2019, the numbers show that twice as many unarmed whites were killed versus blacks killed. The real numbers were nine unarmed blacks versus 19 unarmed whites. Again, 19 whites, nine blacks. This indisputable fact wrecks the BLM leftist argument that police are systematically racist against blacks. Numbers don't lie activists do. All right. Yeah, super. Thank you. Uh, is it possible that we do have any racist policing around here? I think you could ask a lot of people who would say that it is. This obviously disputes that and says that we're actually na nationwide as a whole, uh, policing isn't racist. If it is, it's uh, targeting whites more often. So they would what have they don't say there. is how many of the officers that killed the black, the white people were black. Right. And were they racist? Right. So, uh, but uh, I think if, if you can't dismiss the whole argument that policing is racist in the U.S. just with these numbers. And if you're going to say that policing is racist, like I just did, you have to be able to back it up. You know, what are, what, what is the evidence? Uh, and, and what's going on in a particular community? Let's suppose the policing isn't racist in a community, but the people in the community feel that it is. Is, is the town of Windsor, Virginia, are the, is the police department racist because of the actions of two men? Is the entire police department racist, or, or were the two or men, or were the two men racist, or Brooklyn Center? You know, and, and I think again, it's a people problem. The same thing as our friend uh, um, Stan calls in and talks about guns. You put a gun in the corner, no one touches it; it's never going off. So you put a racist on the police force and, and, and let him or her lean in the corner and she'll never cause a problem? No. Uh, what I'm saying is <laughs> that, you know, until the circumstances permit them to show their true colors, their bias, okay. their bias, you won't know. And it's a people problem. It's not a necessarily a police department training problem. No police department I know of in this earth is trained to kill people based on their race. And it if just we, doesn't happen. Right. And if we call for more police training, Will it be effective? Will it make a difference? I am sure police in Minneapolis and the 26-year veteran had to have some right. race-related training over the years. You think they weren't told that not to kill somebody without just cause? Yeah, don't kill any blacks needlessly, okay? So this is your new motto. Or whites, for that motto. matter. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Don't kill any citizens needlessly. Okay, so they've had that lesson. Did it work? Do they have an, what, what did you call a, a bias that came through on, in the heat of battle? Well, what's it, uh, and could there be a margin for error? Is there a possibility of a tragic mistake? Unlike Representative Tlaib, I do not believe this woman deliberately pulled her gun out to shoot and kill a black man. And you and I would not be having this conversation if it weren't for riots and looting. True. If 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 a, a individual in in Brooklyn Center, New York, got shot by police trying to run from the cops yesterday, and there were no riots, it would just be a police incident that happened in the Midwest. We'd never know about it. But the looting and the riots bubbled it up. So, 
in the minds of the citizens, some of the citizens in that area, this is indicative of a big issue and has nothing to do with Dante running. It has nothing to do with air fresheners. It has everything to do with uh, being fed up with racial injustice and systematic racism over a century. That's what is, is happening there. But systematic racism over a century is, you know, not today. It's not what's going on today. It's not like uh-huh. police are not trained differently today than they were 100 years ago. 100 years ago, you got a job in a police department because your uncle was a ward healer. That's not how you get a job today. You have to undergo a psychological profile. You have to undergo training. You have a to go ward through- healer? Yes, a ward healer. That's a politician. Somebody, because oh. my uncle Bill is a, a member of the borough never council. New word. Well, never heard that. My God, you're out of touch. <laughs> anyway. All right, Al, last that's, caller. That's, well, the point I was trying to make is that, you know, to get even to be on a police force, to be admitted to the academy, you have to undergo a background check. You have to undergo a psychological profile. And then when you're going to be hired, you wind up going through the same thing. So it's not like the system is deliberately designed to put a racist on the street with a gun. Okay, but I'm in Brooklyn Center. Black man gets killed at the white's hands. Do not confuse me with the facts. This is systematic racism, and I just saw it happen. All right? You're not listening to me. You've got those no, CNN I am, funnels. I am listening. Those CNN funnels. I did listen to ears. you. That's how I know that I have to use my... Knock uh, it off, guys. <laughs> I have to use my ability to ignore the facts in order to continue the discussion. Well, you're doing a wonderful job Thank of it. Thank you. Yeah, he does do a wonderful job on that. Thank you. Um, it didn't come you out. You know, right. Francis used to take care of it. The first thing you do when they get out of line is whack them over the head. You don't have to kill them. Who is that? Who? Festus. Festus. Yeah. You mean on gun on, smoke? Uh, on gun smoke. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was everybody, not just black. Well, yeah, you just whack them over the head when they start getting out of line. That way, nobody gets killed, and and everybody. You know, has a head, somebody has a headache, but everybody goes home. <laughs> I don't think that the medical professionals would agree with you that the best idea is to whack somebody over the head. <laughs> it's easier to take care of a lump on the head than a bullet in the back. Well, we're trying to get rid of violent police, so that's not well, good. the least racist country in the world. If you can Google that, you'll find out that there was a study made by a lady that was in over 120 countries. And this is the least racist one. So we Black should be satisfied that we should be satisfied that we're almost there and just enjoy that. I think that. if that lady was in 120 countries, she probably didn't spend much time in any one of them. So I don't know that yeah. I'd consider her an authority. Anyway, go ahead. Well, she is an authority on the matter, but uh, I forget where I saw it. But it was a study, and and she, you know, came up with that fact that this is the least racist country in the world, and we have inter- interracial marriages. And then we have interracial uh, instances with the police. Sometimes uh, it doesn't matter if you're black, white. As long as you uh, listen to the police, usually you get cooperation off the policeman. You give the officer respect, he gives you respect. It all breaks down when the respect stops. That's a good point. You know, if, if the officer senses that you're going to cooperate with him and, you know, he wants to go home at the end of his shift, you want to go home yeah. from this encounter. So you both have something you both want. You both want to stay safe. So if you cooperate with the officer, why would he have, unless he is a racist, which I doubt, um, generally they aren't. So, you know, if you just behave yourself and you do what you're commanded to do or told to do, 
I think well, you're going to go home. I was told by my father, you know, when you get pulled over by the police, you're going to get a lot further ahead. And just by being respectful and yes, sir, and no, sir, and, uh, and do what he asks you to do. And then if you have a problem with them, then, then you take that up with your mayor after the incident is over. But you don't try and handle it yourself. Do you have somebody that you elected that's supposed to be in charge of those guys when they don't listen? And the first time you were pulled over, you got in a lot of trouble because when the officer came up, you said, yes, sir, no, sir. And she said, well, I don't have to stand for that. I'm going to give you two tickets. <laughs> That probably well, actually happened. Very good common sense, Al. I really do appreciate your call. Actually, in, in line with what Al's saying, I was once stopped by a state police trooper for speeding. Well, let's get out of this out in the open. You have been stopped numerous <laughs> no, times. No, I haven't been stopped numerous times. For speeding. But the officer, uh, th there was somebody who was just racing ahead of me and then slowing down, racing ahead of me and slowing down. And I finally, I just floored it to get around him. And there was a state police officer. And he mm -hmm. stopped both of us, got both of us stopped. And he said, are you traveling with that guy? I said, no, sir. And I explained to him what happened. You know, he still, and I said, I was speeding. There is no argument there. I absolutely was, I broke the law. I could have backed off, but I floored it. He gave me the ticket. He was very polite. He explained everything to me. I wrote a letter to his commanding officer about how, what an excellent officer I thought he was because mm -hmm. he was so polite. He explained everything. Okay. And, I, and I found out later that that was the first time they'd ever gotten a letter from somebody who'd gotten a ticket who had complimented, who, who complimented the officer. the officer for being professional. <laughs> right. All right, Al, we'll give you the last word. Go ahead. Well, when I was pulled over one time, you know, we were going to take a little bear run and... Uh, a bear yeah, run or a beer, beer run? A beer. beer. <laughs> the policeman said, well, <laughs> thought about driving naked. Since <laughs> you didn't help in any of the beer, he, he took the case of beer and he left us go. I so gotcha. that's the way it used to be back in the 70s. Don't, right? don't write his supervisor. That's, that's, in those circumstances, you don't write the supervisor. All right. Thank I, you thought so you, much, I thought you said a bear okay, run and you were. I thought you were driving naked, Al. I thought you said a bear run. I thought you were going after a, a, a black bear. A black bear. Isn't that funny? <laughs> you think naked, and I think Bruin. Well, that's because you're a hunter. It's different than go get a case of beer and then go drink it. There you go. Gotcha. Beer run. All right. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks for calling in. All right. 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners sent us a fabulous email a short time ago that said, really, proportionally speaking, blacks aren't killed more than whites. So we can uh, springboard off of that and say, okay, then why do blacks feel as though they're being targeted? If there isn't systematic racism, what's what's their problem? Well, maybe whites need to riot more. Right. 1-800-79. I guess they, I'm not sure that would work. <laughs> then they call it Antifa and you get all wound up about that. <laughs> all right. 1-800-795-9565. We've identified as citizen training as would be helpful. The media's role is under scrutiny. Uh, using less deadly weapons has been talked about. What's your view? Call us now with your solution. 1-800-795-9565. What's your solution? When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show in the Mark. If you have any solutions to any of the policing or racial issues, save them for tomorrow. We'll open up the phones. We'll talk about that. Plus, by then, the U.S.-Mexico border will be bubbling up. We have Congressman Muser invited to contact the show ASAP, so hopefully you'll use uh, tomorrow as this opportunity to do so. Well, Congressman Keller is, too, but we're dead to him, so that's not going to happen. We've talked about the media's role, using less deadly weapons and training citizens better. What else should we be doing one of our good listeners says this is all for naught. There really is no race issue when it comes to policing. So why do citizens in uh, Brooklyn Center and Ferguson and other places feel as though we do have issues of race in policing, even though we don't? You know, what amazes me is the people who are protesting and burning and rioting and looting. You know, do they ever consider the fact that that this person brought on some of this themselves. That's why I ask you at the outset what percentage of liability you would assign if you were a juror in a civil case to these people. Now, Dante Wright, I would agree with you. I would put 50 percent. He's at least half responsible. Certainly the police officer is responsible for making a terrible mistake and pulling a a gun instead of a taser. Uh, George Floyd, I would say 10 percent because he he was accused of doing something criminal. He did initially resist, but after that, man, it was just way out of proportion when Chauvin put his foot in the guy's neck for, for, what, nine minutes or whatever it was. So, I mean, at least the thing that bothers me is I don't see any introspection on the part of the rioters or the people in the community. They don't say... They just say, oh, it's a racist cop who shot and killed them, like Talisa mm-hmm. Raib, uh, like whatever her name is, right. Taib. You know, it was murder. Really? Right, and they did it intentionally. They did it intentionally. Let's face it, if you if you... You bear some responsibility for your own actions. Something you did contributed to this. And that's why I think the argument, one of our Doug says, don't resist, then it doesn't matter what weapon, then it doesn't matter what weapon police use because they won't need to use it. And that's true. Right. Unless you get an absolute racist cop who's going to kill you no matter what. Right, which we hope isn't happening. And I don't think there's ever been one of those, has there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, not in the last few weeks. Oh, yeah, not locally. But um, but at the same time, the citizens who are protesting are definitely looking at this incident as a racist incident. And they also are concerned about things that have led up to this. You know that there's, So we're rioting because of what happened 20 years ago, not because exactly, of what happened today. Right. What has happened every day for the past 20 years. Oh, yeah. Tell me another one. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.